Now all these animals told their friends that there was a doctor in the little house with the big garden who really was a doctor, and whenever any creatures got sick, not only horses and cows and dogs, but harvest mice, badgers and bats, they came to his house on the edge of town. His big garden was nearly always crowded with animals trying to see him. And so, in a few years' time, every living thing for miles got to know about John Doolittle, M.D. The birds who flew to other countries in the winter told the animals in foreign lands of the wonderful doctor of Puddleby on the Marsh, who could understand their talk and help their troubles. He became famous all over the world. Dr. Doolittle liked his life very much. One afternoon, Polynesia sat looking out at the garden. Presently, she laughed aloud. What is it, Polynesia? asked the doctor, looking up from his book. I was just thinking, said the parrot. People make me sick. The world has been going on now for thousands of years, and the only thing in animal language that people have learned to understand is that when a dog wags his tail, he means I'm glad. It's funny, isn't it? You are the very first man to talk like us. Oh, people annoy me dreadfully, talking about the dumb animals. Dumb? <laughs> Golly, I suppose if people ever learn to fly like any common hedge sparrow, we shall never hear the end of it. You're a wise old bird, said the doctor. Soon the doctor began to make money again. His sister Sarah bought a new dress and was happy. Some of the animals who came were so sick that they had to stay at the doctor's house for a week. Often, even after they got well, they did not want to go. They liked the doctor and his house so much. He never had the heart to refuse them, so he went on getting more and more pets. Once, when he was sitting smoking a pipe in the evening, an organ grinder came round with a monkey on a string. The doctor saw at once that the monkey's collar was too tight and that he was dirty and unhappy. So he took the monkey, gave the man a shilling, and told him that if he didn't go away he would punch him. John Doolittle was a strong man, so the organ grinder went, and the monkey stayed with Dr. Doolittle. The other animals in the house called him Chi-Chi. Another time, when the circus came to Puddleby, the crocodile, who had a bad toothache, escaped into the doctor's garden. The doctor talked to him in crocodile language, took him in, and made his tooth better. But the crocodile, too, wanted to live with the doctor in the fish pond. He promised not to eat the fish. When the circus men came to take him, he got so wild and savage that he frightened them away. But to everyone in the house, he was always as gentle as a kitten. But the old ladies grew afraid to send their lapdogs to Dr. Doolittle because of the crocodile, and the farmers wouldn't believe that he would not eat the lambs and calves they brought to be cured. So the doctor went to the crocodile and told him he must go back to his circus. But he wept such big tears and begged so hard to stay that the doctor hadn't the heart to turn him out. Then Sarah came to him. John, you must send that creature away. The farmers and the old ladies are afraid to send their animals to you. We shall be ruined. This is the last straw. I will no longer be housekeeper for you if you don't send away that alligator. It isn't an alligator, said the doctor. It's a crocodile. I don't care what you call it, said his sister. It's a nasty thing. But he promised, the doctor answered, that he will not bite anyone. He doesn't like the circus, and I haven't the money to send him back to Africa where he came from. He minds his own business and is well behaved. Don't be so fussy. I will not have him around, said Sarah. If you don't send him away this minute, I'll go. All right, said the doctor.
go. And he took his hat and went into the garden.